0: Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. The show where uh, we're going to talk about how Alan Bunny, Bunny Bunny is a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, my name is Elon. And uh, look, usually in the show, we have our little... Haha moments, things are fun, lighthearted as much as they can be, but I believe this week things have to be a little different. Because of the situations that have unfolded this blow up Tuesday. Uh, and if you're a part of the fighting game community and you're seeing this go down and you're not pissed, you need to open your eyes. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, first of all, hello everybody, it's good to see you, uh, happy to be back here on Thursday uh, on this jam-packed episode. Before I start, a bunch of you have subscribed and you have activated the hype train or the scam train. Thank you for doing that, I really appreciate it, your support means a lot. Steve says Ace Jack says hello, tell Jack I said hello. Blue with the supersonic racing, uh, re, uh, re-up for 49 months. Damn. And Steve with the 58 months. Damn. Uh, And then finally, That Means Scene with the 24 months. Thank you all for subscribing and for being here, for enjoying the show and supporting us. Uh, That means a ton. And yes, Squidly, we're saving the big one for last. Because it's... Look, uh, I'll give you a little hint of what we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about the Killer Instinct countdown, the Game Awards, the new... Street Fighter 6 beta round 2 that got announced, I think, yesterday. Um, And I did a lot of digging and a lot of researching for uh, the Smash World Tour slash Alan Bunny slash Panda Global situation. So we're going to dive deep into that, why it's terrible, and what we can do about it. Cool all right uh first before we even start the show, literally right before I went live, uh there was an announcement, a new release if you will, so let's see what it is shall we <laughs> 偽善 it's out, like, right now. It, it, right before I went live, they announced this new free DLC, and it's now live. So you can now play as Weather Report, which, by the way, was an amazing band. Uh, their bassist is my favorite bassist ever, Jaco Pastorius. Uh and uh Father Puccini. So go for it. It if you if you like JoJo's, it's out now. Go do it. Download it. Cool. Uh yeah, so I that literally breaking news almost kind of. Uh was a little bit before the show. <laughs> uh okay. Now we don't have a recap this week, because last week we took a break. There were tournaments but we are not going to recap them uh, especially because of everything else that happened. First, Killer Instinct is uh is in is in the news, if you will. Earlier this week Earlier this week, the folks over at Code Mystics which if you don't know Code Mystics is a cross-platform game developer keenly interested in pixel perfect classic revivals supplemented by modern enhancements such as best of breed online multiplayer. So Code Mystics tweeted out this v- oddly very bizarre image. It's, uh, Killer Instinct cabinets somebody's playing there are 3 quarters On the cabinet on the right. But if you look at the very top left. If you look at the very top left. It says codemystics.com forward slash KI. And when you go to codemystics.com forward slash KI. You're greeted with this. A countdown that is going to end right as our show is ending. So we're going to see this. We're going to live see what the reveal is. Because... It should finish right at the end of our show. So we're going to find out what that is together. My big guess is probably a killer instinct uh, with rollback netcode or something like that, right? We're going to have a live reaction. It's happening live. We'll do it live like that one uh, bigot said. Forget his name. Not that important, though. Uh, But, yeah, uh, my my guess it's probably, like, a Killer Instinct 1 and 2. KI has rollback, the classic arcade one. I think it's, like, the they're probably going to have, like, a Killer Instinct collection with, like, good rollback. KI collection, KI 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, we'll see what it is. We'll find out together in about an hour and 15 minutes. So, look forward to that look forward to that uh also today on the show I'm going to try a, something a little bit different so let's see let's see if it works shall we let's talk about the game awards that is coming up oops that is coming up next week and wouldn't you know it I went as far as taking the day off of work so we get to see stuff live. And then out of nowhere we got a little bit of a tease. So we're all expecting big things to be announced at the Game Awards, right? I believe there's a lot of people expecting some NetherRealm stuff. I'm not expecting NetherRealm stuff, specifically because Ed Boon has said, hey, we're not going to announce anything anytime soon. However, leaked by one of my favorite people, Lord Eris, from Avoiding the Puddle. Uh, man, I really need to find out how this stuff, how to not stretch this stuff. However, Eris tweeted out this picture. It says, uh, it's a box, a Tekken 8 box, and it says, Tune in to the Game Awards livestream, twitch.tv forward slash Game Awards, December 8th. And then they gave him a medium shirt, which is a shame. Uh because why would you send anybody a medium shirt? That's stupid. He said he's not announcing anything, not that nothing's being announced. Well, here's the thing, Shady Shiggy Shank and I'll I'll explain why I don't think anything is being announced from NetherRealm. Before NetherRealm started the entire like Mortal Kombat 30th anniversary Celebration. They specifically mentioned, hey, we're not... Like, this has nothing to do with what's coming down the line. We just want to celebrate Mortal Kombat. And every day, they've been tweeting out scenes and stuff from old Mortal Kombat's throughout the ages, throughout the past 30 years. And a lot of people have been trying to piece that together as if that's, like, leading up to the announcement. But I'm taking their word at face value. If they say they ain't announcing nothing, I don't expect them to announce anything. However... However, we now know, for certain, that Lord Tekken is being announced. And if you don't know, uh, the last time we got any Tekken information was during the PlayStation, uh, state of play, where we got to see gameplay of Tekken 8 for the first time, as shown right here. to everybody surprised. Everybody was caught off guard. Nobody was expecting it. Then we got lots of this. And it's very impressive. It's very cool looking. But more than this, we did not get. It. I mean, we got some interviews with Harada. We got a little bit of information. He told us where to look, what this is. This is uh, one of those story mode cinematic fights that they made specifically for this. And everybody was pissed that this wasn't revealed at EVO. However, it was a safety concern because Tasty Steve would have blown up the place if this was shown at EVO. So they had to wait until the PlayStation stayed to play for it. Now, we know for sure Tekken 8 is being announced. After seeing tweets from the Game Awards as soon as the teaser happened at EVO, right? The Game Awards tweeted out, get ready, and then showed the Kazuya picture. And Lord Aeris' tweet all but cements that Tekken 8 is going to be announced a game awards we're gonna get some more information on it which is exciting we haven't heard from tech eight in forever so i'm excited i hope everybody else is excited too uh i can't wait i took off of work so we're gonna watch the game awards together i literally took off of work so we could watch it i even signed up it's gonna be great hot limit that's a good point but i i wouldn't expect anything i think they're pushing it to later because they broke they broke their schedule right like that's been the big thing that's my take on it, anyway. I could be wrong, and that's perfectly fine. That is the news surrounding the Game Awards. I don't think there's anything else more for us to expect. We do have a fighting games category in there, but as we said um, in one of the streams we did last week, uh, I gave my reasons as to why I think Sifu is going to win Best Fighting Game of the Year. Do I agree with that decision? No. Do I think that's what? Do I think that's what's going to happen? Yes. Uh, we saw all of the jury. We saw who's voting on this stuff. Blue has a pizza writing up. That's right. You owe me and who else was it? Was it UGK for life a pizza? I forgot who the other person was that you owed a pizza for I can go back and check but The Sifu have two player. I don't think so. I don't think so uh, but that's the thing it, it doesn't matter if You consider Sifu a fighting game or not? I think it's there because they wanted to give Seafood something, and it didn't win anything else. And, you know, fighting it, fighting game of the year, that's a category that a lot of people don't really pay attention to. Okay, so it was EGK. It was EGK for life. Okay. Blue, look. You're going to be giving us a pizza. It's going to happen. I'm sorry, bud. I'm going to be salty, too. I'm going to be salty, too. I'm going to be salty, too. I feel Zia. Now... Alright, let's get to our next topic, shall we? Because we have the big elephant in the room waiting for us at the end. So, next topic. There we go. Uh, This week, it was announced that the closed beta is coming back for Street Fighter VI. So we all get to enjoy this again. We all get to enjoy the beauty that is the Battle Hub. Again, I cannot wait. Uh, Along with the announcement, we also got a trailer. So I'm going to turn off the music that I shouldn't have turned on yet. And we're going to watch this trailer. Those beta test too, and look at that it has all the information on it we're going to look at the information but for now I'm going to turn on the fun music back on again I can't wait it's two weeks away it's gonna be I and I already took work off of that too so on the 16th of December we will be allowed back into the world of Street Fighter 6 and oh happy days I cannot wait Uh, From the 16th, which is a Friday, until the 19th, which I believe... Is that the Monday after? Uh, Yep. 19th is the Monday after. Uh, Crossplay, PlayStation 5, Xbox, and Steam we will get access to ranked match, casual match, battle hub match, open tournaments, extreme battle, the game center, and training mode. So, essentially, this is the same build, I believe, that we played... When the first beta came out with a few changes Uh, in their website, they did announce a couple of balance changes uh, along with a couple of other. There we go. Along with a couple of other uh, changes that has people a little bit worried, myself included in their website, uh, you can scroll down and you can see uh, the new an improved uh, sign-up process. So, the if you have not gotten into the first beta, and they have confirmed that if you had access to the first beta, you're you're in for the second beta. So, we'll be there. Hooray! Um, they also announced that they're changing the way sign-ups work because they were unhappy with people reselling codes and everything. So, in order to sign up for the beta, the Capcom ID that you're signing up with has to be connected. To the account to an account and to uh, a piece of hardware that you are requesting the key from so if you're requesting a playstation 5 key you have to have a playstation 5 account tied to it if you're requesting a steam key you have to have a steam account tied to it if you're requesting an xbox key you have to have an xbox account tied to it so that leaves out the possibility of people uh Of people uh, reselling codes because that code is going to be attached to a specific account. I thought that's how it was going to work last time, but turns out it didn't. So we'll see what happens this time around. Along with a slew of changes, including some minor balance changes that they announced, uh, something has a lot of people worried. And if you scroll down past the announcement, past the trailer, you get to the balance changes stuff and all the changes. They announced some changes to the online play. If we look at the very top, online battle behavior adjustment adjusted how input delay works when the connection status causes frequent changes to the delay represented by the D value at the top of the screen so that it will no longer decrease in a round where there has been an increase So that's that's scary right because It essentially is saying showing that there is variable delay only on the increasing side for rounds right so that means if something happens during a round where you have a connection stutter the delay number is going to shoot up and it's going to stay up right so if for example the delay frames of that round go up to 10 frames and it's awful and borderline unplayable you're stuck that way for the entire round right which really sucks I thought that was the purpose of rollback, and I think this netcode was supposed to be of a, a mix of the two but the delay Increasing and not decreasing during around I think is going to be Something that's scary. It's one of those things where we won't know what it feels like Or what it's about until we get our hands on it, but From past experiences, with delay-based netcode, especially with variable delay, it's a little tough to play, so I think everybody's kind of worried about it. Uh, It is very scary. Was there anything else in this screenshot here? Um, Fixed an issue where spectating one battle cabinet when while queued up for another caused a communication error. Fixed an issue extreme battle. uh, Training mode. See, they have some battle adjustments at the bottom. Um... One big thing is level one supers are no longer invincible. So that'll be interesting. Maybe we're misreading or misinterpreting UGK for life. I think you're right. I think you're right. Can you set the delay frames in training mode? I believe you can. I believe you can. The training mode is extremely robust. Um, so I think the training mode itself is set, but I think I'm. It's a little scary to read, so we won't know until we until we see it, right? Um, but yeah i think the other big change is level one supers are no longer invincible right uh that was a big thing i was playing a lot of ryu and i used a lot of uh that level one supers invincibility right where you can do it while a fireball is on top of you and his level one supers is shinku hadouken so you can just basically ignore a fireball or you can do it on wake up that has changed so we'll see how that feels um There's another, uh, there's other changes there. There's like specific Jamie changes. There's specific Kimberly changes. There's specific Chun changes. Uh, There's also modern control changes, right? Because I think they had some issues with some OSing and stuff like that. So that has all changed. You can go to the website uh, to take a closer look. So yeah, that's uh, Street Fighter VI beta round two happening December 16th through December 19th. And then we get to enjoy this music again as we just sit in the battle hub and look at all the other abominations walking by. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's still only eight characters, so I'm assuming we only get the characters that we've already played with. So no Honda, no Dalsim, no Blanca, um, nor whatever they're going to announce if they announce anything. Um, supposedly, there's, like, something... Some shenanigans going on with the shadowloo CRI website. Where there's, like... You can find eggs laying around there. And the Japanese PR team has been tweeting about eggs. Specifically, three eggs. I don't know what that means. But something about eggs. Are there... Are there any characters in Street Fighter Six that like eggs? I don't know, I don't know. Um, But keep an eye out. I'm sure like some shenanigans is brewing, and we will see what that is. Hopefully sooner rather than later. The Bison Cat supposedly took care of three chicks in that Neko game they made after April Fools. So I did see that, and it led me shiggy shank. It led me to the following conclusion. The Infinity Stones? Maybe. Shiggy Shank, I did see that, and it did lead me to the following conclusion. In this egg series, they have three different pictures, right? One picture was of a nest with one egg. The second picture was of a nest with two eggs, like two blue eggs, right? So I think they're robin eggs? Uh, and then the third picture is of an empty nest. So my take on that is it's probably showing, like, the leadership of Shatterloo, right? Where Bison was the sole leader for a while. Then he died. So Ed and Falk were the other two uh, psycho people, right? And then the third one. Guess there's nobody else at Shadaloo. and there was something about like uh, nobody, like Chateloup dissolving. So we'll see what happens. I'm interested to see what happens. The monkey? What well, monkey? Oh, the the monkey from Ed's, uh, from Ed's story. Maybe, maybe. Okay, it's time. So. Like I said, uh, we're going to get a little serious. Squidly came back just in time. We're going to get a little serious. I have like an entire thing written out. Um, So stick with me. Um, I'm not going to do the button redemptions this week. We'll save them for next week. So please don't do any of that. If you want to subscribe or anything like that, please wait. Or you can do it whenever you want. You know what? Who cares? Um, I'll try my best to thank everybody that supports the show while we're doing this. So, let's get into this. Tuesday. Tuesday. The Smash World Tour tweeted out a Medium article. Revealing that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Nintendo has officially shut down their tournament. Now, this is a gigantic occurrence because about a week from today is when the finals of the Smash World Tour was supposed to happen. So the tournament organizers, the staff, everybody that was involved with this tournament... Got completely blindsided by this, and it is an absolutely abhorrent situation. In the article, the people over at the Smash World Tour revealed that Panda, specifically Panda's CEO Alan Bunny, had a hand in some pretty shady, slimy, and quite frankly, uh, I think we can just call it what it is, uh, extortion, right? It's a lot of extortion, a lot of, like, backstabbing, a lot of very terrible bullshit. Adam buns? Uh I want to keep it serious. So here's the situation. This is a very complicated thing that has kind of put an entire scene in, like, this very bizarre, like, unknown place. Like, does the scene still exist? Can people still play Smash without Nintendo shutting stuff down? I don't know. In this situation, Nintendo is at fault, 100%. Nintendo have always been shitty to uh, the Smash scene in the FGC. There's no question about that. What we're going to be focusing on is Panda's hand and Alan Bonet's hand on all of this. If you want to learn more about the impact on the Smash scene, and if you want to learn more about how uh, Nintendo's existing relationship with the Smash scene and how that hasn't been great, I suggest you go to uh, Bobby Scar's video on YouTube. He streamed yesterday uh, at twitch.tv forward slash Speaks. And Bobby Scar, I think, is one of my favorite uh, personalities out of the Smash scene. Uh, So, his points were very salient. And I think he has uh, a very... uh, ...powerful and a very... ...interesting idea moving forward. So, if you go to... His channel, twitch.tv forward slash speaks, or if you go to his Twitter, at Bobby Scars, at BobbyScarSpeaks, um, you can go see that video later. One of the things he has said that I think really helped frame this whole thing is that there are, in this situation, there are three separate entities. There is Nintendo, there is the Smash community, and there is Panda Global slash Alan Bonet, right? Um... In this situation, Alan Bonet is the sole reason why some of these terrible things have happened. Well, not the sole reason some of these terrible things have happened, but he was the lone bad actor, right? There are a lot of people that work for Panda Global. There are a lot of people involved with Panda Global who want nothing but the best for the FGC. There are a lot of people that, and it seems like a lot, if not all of the staff and influencers and everybody who's sponsored by Panda got completely blindsided by this. So before you go harassing anybody that works for Panda or that's sponsored by Panda, stop it. They did not know. Don't bother them. They're having a hard time digesting this just as much as we are, if not more, because they're involved with this in some weird way. They just didn't know it. Nintendo's also doing a terrible job and like we've kind of like at this point we're kind of at the mercy of a Kotaku article (laughs) because the only communication we've been able to get from Nintendo has been from this Kotaku article Uh, and they sent out a statement which was immediately refuted by the folks over at Smash World Tour so that whole thing is happening. Anything from Panda or Alan Bonet has been dead silent since this came out, right? We're at the mercy of Kotaku. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, Panda has been completely silent. Not a single word out of Alan Bonet, Not a single word out of the Panda Twitter. Nothing. It has been completely dead silent. So what we're going to be talking about is Alan Bonet's actions. I will be referring to Alan Bonet or Panda, right? But again, I'm speaking specifically for the CEO or specific speaking specifically on the CEO, not necessarily anybody else involved with Panda. We have a lot of uh, a lot of friends of the show are sponsored by Panda. And, you know, I know for sure that they want nothing but the best. And the fact that all this is happening is terrible and they're having a hard time dealing with it. People like Katana Prime, Sankola, Kizzy K, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. None of this is on them, right? I just want to make sure that that's very, very clear to everybody here. Even the head tournament organizer for the Panda Cup has come out and said, hey, this is the first I'm hearing of this, and this sucks. So it seems like even if it wasn't completely Alan Benet's loan actions, the buck stops with the CEO of a company, And Alan Bonet is the CEO of Panda Global. So, let's get into it. About a year ago, Panda announced, after the Smash World Tour, that they were able to get Nintendo's blessing for the first ever Nintendo-backed Smash World Tour. And they announced some North America tournaments Uh, they announced uh, the prize pool which I think was $100,000 split between Ultimate and Melee and they announced the format since then there have been a lot of things happening behind closed doors that we were not privy to that turn out to be extremely extremely damaging so If you guys didn't read uh, the tweet from the Smash World Tour, they put out a giant Medium article that goes over how things got canceled, how they heard, their communication with Nintendo, etc., etc. And there's a specific section about Panda Cup, and I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, This is uh, just the beginning of it, so we're going to delve into this a lot deeper. Uh, This is from that Medium article, and at the very top it says, Around this time, Panda Cup began heavily recruiting events for their circuit. The CEO continued to tell organizers we would be getting shut down shortly, and also added that any events that participated in the Panda Cup would not be allowed to be on the Smash World Tour. This exclusivity surprised us, not only because our Nintendo conversation regarding coexisting, but also because we were not exclusive. And even back in January, we told organizers that they could be on both with zero issues from us. So, earlier in the article, they talk about how after Panda Panda Cup was announced, Alan Bonet went to tournament organizers behind closed doors and said, hey, the Smash World Tour is gonna get shut down, so you better not sign up with them, right? You better just sign up with us or else you're gonna be in trouble. That's extortion. That's shitty. That's backstabbing. So we can just start with that and how shitty that is. The This was hard to hear, right? That somebody in the FGC is sabotaging the FGC, right? It's a, a, the world tour from the group that has been with the Smash scene arguably since the beginning, right? This was all confirmed by... Uh, By LP Deep, who is uh, one of the co-founders of Beyond the Summit. He tweeted out saying, Alan, referring to Alan Bonet, spent several months basically running a protection racket telling TOs, including Beyond the Summit, it'd be a shame if your event got shut down for being unlicensed in an effort to scare them into signing onto the Panda Cup. Beyond the Summit will absolutely never participate in a circuit led by Alan. Now, if that's not clear enough, uh, later on down the line, people asked for more information. And if you look at the very bottom, well, this is very small to read. I apologize. Let me blow this up for myself so I can read it. There we go. At the very bottom, you see Playful Piano asking, this is you confirming that the statements made by Smash World Tour slash VGBC about Panda's interference in majors is correct? Want to make sure this is a clear confirmation. And at the very very bottom, he replies, "Yeah, I can confirm their statement about our experience with Panda is accurate. We reviewed it in advance." So, in no vague terms, in very specific terms, this is a confirmation that this is indeed happening, right? This is not just an allegation. Now there is corroboration with this, so this is indeed happening. Let's go back to that Medium article to see how Beyond the Summit, which, by the way, if you guys don't know, Beyond the Summit, Beyond the Summit is a production company that has run some of the bigger Smash events, uh, some of the big, some huge esports events. Right? They, they work outside of the FGC, so they're not just Smash or FGC adjacent. They're esports, right? Like they have uh, CS:GO summits. They've had Valorant summits. That, Have they had Valorant Summits? Anyway, uh, they've had Tekken Summits, right? But we mostly know them for the Smash Summits that they do every year, which are amazing. Let's go back to that Medium article. At first, Panda targeted events that were not on the Smash Tour, including those who did not join because of the aforementioned warnings. A few of these events had broadcast deals with the Popular Tournament Broadcasting Uh, broadcaster beyond the summit which we were just talking about the ceo of panda wanted broadcasting rights to be included as part of the deal of the events joining the panda cup most of the events refused to break their contracts so panda approached beyond the summit directly to try to get the rights released now i don't think anybody can question that this is already going down a very bad road right so This has gone from someone trying to create something from the Smash scene to somebody trying to uh, sabotage their competition in order to gain what they want. Going as far as extorting TOs to join their new thing. uh, And going as far as trying to get broadcast rights for something that has already had contract signatures. Let's keep going, shall we? Because it gets even worse. It gets even worse. The very last paragraph. Beyond the summit had very little motivation to give up broadcasting rights for free. So. Hold on. The very rare best of five snipe. Bam, got him. All right. So the very bottom paragraph. Beyond the Summit had very little motivation to give up the broadcasting rights for free, so they declined to get involved, causing the CEO of Panda, Alan Bonet, to escalate things quickly. We were told he made a variety of threats to Beyond the Summit, including shutting down their entire smash operation in 2023 if they did not eventually join the Panda Cup. And after Beyond the Summit held firm... The CEO of Panda warned that they would not get or that they would get Nintendo directly involved, putting broadcast rights for all tournaments in jeopardy. So going even beyond extorting, threatening, uh backstabbing for their own event, they're putting the entire scene at risk because of this greedy play. Right? The Scorched Earth Method. If you can't have... If we can't have it, nobody can. So, Alan Bonet is willing to throw an entire scene under the bus just to get what he wants. The evil broadcast treatment? Maybe. But... Oh, the evil broadcast threat. Gotcha. That is absolutely, like, the worst thing that anyone could ever do, right? The FGC is not a big industry, if you could even call it an industry, right? Like, we're a community, and esport that is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the quote-unquote real esports or the other esports, right? So the fact that Alan is already, like, kind of trying to fracture the scene, But now on top of it, he's willing to, like, put the scene at risk and force the people who have put the time and the effort out. That's... I don't know about you, but I think that's very bad. That's very bad. It's it's just something that's beyond greedy and it's very far fu- it's very funny because uh i think it was wheels uh retweeted this right before we went on air and i had to get a screenshot of it um this is a tweet from november eighteenth, twenty 2021 after they announced the panda cup and this is alan Bonet saying after someone congratulated him thank you man really hoping we can do right by the community with this Uh my biggest fear is that sponsors will pull out supporting pull out support knowing that Nintendo is pulling cease and desist like this Could mean the end of the papa johns area era very true um now here's the other thing, and the very interesting thing about this is his slimy bullshit that he's been pulling. Now that it's come out, has not only caused the Smash World Tour to be shut down, but I, he's damaged his own event, right? I feel like a lot of people have very, very little motivation to go to Panda Cup finals now after all of this, because this is very bad, and this... and. For someone to really be willing to sabotage an entire scene like this just for their greedy ambitions is someone who should not even be close to our community or our industry. And I find it so interesting that we were talking about Punk a couple of weeks ago about how Punk was bullying people he competed against when he lost and I remember calling on Panda to, you know, get Punk some media training so that he's not bullying other people in tournaments and ruining their experiences. Now, this makes a lot more sense because it seems like this bullying, uh, like this bullying culture comes from the very top. The person who's running the company is a bully. And according to others, if you go listen to that Bobby Scar's uh, Bobby Scar broadcast, according to him and what he's heard this is not the first time this has happened apparently Alan is well known for being a bully and threatening people extorting people right running a protection racket if you will so it makes a lot more sense that that was happening because that culture the the buck stops with Alan Bonet so this makes a lot more sense that that kind of culture is coming from the very top so I would hate to I would hate to see how the rest of the company operates cuz that's that's pretty shitty that's pretty shitty <sighs> so this i'm a I'm a firm believer in actions being stronger than words Right? Like, your actions speak louder than your words. And, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything that Alan can say that will uh, turn this around. At least I very much hope not. Right? Let's take a look at a couple more details about, like, why this is bad. Right? Not only, like, is trying to shut down an existing organization in our scene bad. Let's take a look at what this was all shut down for, right? Shall we? The Panda Cup finale. Which is slated to happen in a couple weeks. In LA, right? We were talking about it a couple weeks ago, right? They were selling all those expensive VIP tickets, right? $450 and you can have yourself some Wolfgang Puck catered food. Panda Cup has $100,000 as we said uh for prize money. Yeah, even Ono came out and was like, "Hey, this is bad." Granted, I think he was pointing more at Nintendo for shutting it down, right? Um and I totally agree with what Ono said, right? Like because for so long while Nintendo didn't have a hand in the Smash community the community did not the smash community wanted nothing to do with nintendo so they all worked under the you go that way i'll go this way we won't bother each other and we've talked about other tournaments that have been shut down by nintendo all of those tournaments were the ones that tried to work with nintendo previously so nintendo just has a history of fucking up but we're not talking about nintendo we're talking about alan Bonet and panda now In... In contrast... Let's take a look... At what the Smash World Tour was offering. Here's the trailer for the Smash World Tour. Oh, wait, am I about to get dmacked? Also, yeah, this was supposed to happen like next week. 200,000 competitors vying for 30 slots in the largest offline tour in eSports history. We're going to get to that in a little bit. So a 32-person bracket for the finals, eight round-robin groups of four into the top 16. $250,000 $250,000 worth of prize pool. Already a very stark contrast to Panda's 100000 was supposed to be here in San Antonio, Texas, just down the street, by about an hour. Uh, and this is the rest of their, uh, their schedule, which unfortunately had to be shut down as of last week. So it's supposed to be a week tomorrow, so very shitty place to be. So that's the Smash World Tour. Let me read off some statistics here for you, right? In 2022. The Smash World Tour had over 6,400 live events worldwide. With over 325,000 in person entrants. That is gigantic. That is astronomic. Right? Those numbers are astronomic in not just the FGC, but in esports in general. It made the Smash World Tour the largest esports tour, not FGC, esports tour in history. This was the biggest esports tour in history for any game title. And the championships would have had the largest prize pool in Smash history with a prize pool of over $250,000. Uh, the prize pool, as we can see, was broken down this way. Per game, first place was going to take 40% or $40,000, second place 20, third place 12, fourth place 9, and then uh, 6,000 for fifth, uh, 4,000 for seventh, 9,000 for, uh, sorry, 2,000 for ninth, 1,400 for 13th, 800 for 17th, and 500 for those that go, uh, that don't make it out of the, uh, or for those that are at the very bottom of the round robin pools. Now, if you look at the right, this is, this is, I think, what was something that was super interesting, and I think even better, uh, there was... Uh, They were also adding money from a variable prize pool, which was coming from other sales that the Smash World Tour was making. So, a percentage of the sales from the Smash World Tour shop was going into the prize pool directly, right? They probably can't get... Yeah, so Hot Limit, that's the big issue. They can't get any of the money back uh, from the venue. Not... uh, not even just that, but think of all the players. This was a worldwide event. Think of all of the players that traveled, all of the players that booked uh, flights, booked hotels, everything, right? On top of everything. So, uh, um, yeah, so this was a an astronomically successful tour. In contrast, Panda Cup had or oh, has over a or has I'm sorry, not over has a hundred thousand dollars prize pool, which I can't find the breakdown for. By the way, um, and they had eleven events in North America, one in Canada and one in Mexico, I think. So, that's what Alan killed the Smash World Tour for. Now, I say Alan killed, but again, like, it's, it was a co- combined effort, right? One bad actor taking, you call that an international event? Sure, that's why I said North America, not America, right? Um, again, this, Nintendo ultimately fucked it up for all of us, but Alan Bonet over here trying to pull the strings. Um, here's where this gets even more fucked up, because I, I I was doing a little bit of digging, right, and, uh, I, I reached out to a couple people, I was, you know, trying to get, like, a little bit more information, um, and something kind of popped up on my radar a little bit that I dug into, and... Honestly, I find it even more worrying, right? Because at this point, Panda is basically like, "Hey, if you don't do what I want, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get my dad that works at Nintendo to shut you down." So we're at we're at the behest of the Panda Cup at this point, right? They're the only ones that we're able to get the licensing for Nintendo. And on that Medium article, by the way, the people over at the Smash World Tour talk about how they were actively applying for uh, the licensing stuff. And for whatever reason, things just went south. Like, they stopped responding. uh, the, The process just ground to a halt. And then they were like, Ah, you can't do it. Bye. So... If we're already talking about how Alan Benet was going into some back room meetings and, like, talking shit on the Smash World Tour, uh, extorting TOs and broadcasting partners, uh, threatening people to end the scene, essentially, if they didn't go join his Panda Cup, uh, I can only imagine what his conversations with Nintendo have been, right? And I think it's safe to assume that they weren't good for... The Smash World Tour or the rest of the Smash scene in general. Now. I want to take us back to CEO. CEO was the first event in the Panda Cup. And for the most part, it was a successful event. When this all got started, this seemed like a great thing, right? It was the first ever Nintendo-backed tour. But here we are. The... Turns out that, you know, Alan Benet is just a snake. Um, so CEO was the first, uh, event in this, uh, the Panda world tour. And for those of you that watched, and for those of you that were following the Panda cup, um, this, I saw this and it kind of bothers me a lot and we'll get into it. Um, CEO for the Panda cup had a Spanish commentary stream of the Panda Cup, right? Um, I think I have the... Do I have the... I forgot to load it into my project here, but I think I have... Here it is. Yeah, here it is. So they announced that there was going to be a Spanish commentary lineup at CEO... With some of the bigger names in the smash scene in Mexico. And they did. There was a Spanish commentary stream that went very well. And that was that. When this came out. I started seeing. A couple of the people that we just saw in this graphic right here. ...say that Panda still hadn't paid them for this. Right? That's bizarre. Especially, you know, Panda, the extravagant Panda. $400 for a VIP Plus ticket, right? So... People were saying that they didn't get paid for commentary. I went as far as DMing one of those people. I'm not going to use their name. Oh, there's an ad break. Okay, sorry. We'll stop. We'll stop. We got about a minute and 20 seconds. We're going to stop here. We're going to wait until this ad breaks, uh comes back. I'm sorry, everybody. I need to get better about like taking care of these ads. The ads usually happen at the top of the hour. I missed it. Okay, uh, we got about a minute left, but Twitch kind of sucks. Yeah. Let, the, let them know I'm waiting. How was my day? My day was okay. It was a little bit stressful, but, you know, we made it through. How about you, Shiggity Shank? And Die by Sword, that's the thing, man, is if you subscribe, you don't get ads, which is pretty cool. Well, I, I don't think it's cool because I hate having to serve ads to people, right? Um but we got about 30 seconds so it's okay. We're 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 getting through it. We're getting through it. Ah, doing all right. Sick. Happy to watch ads. Dude Slice of Gold, man. I appreciate the hell out of that, dude. Thank you. Um it sucks that I'm being kind of forced to present them, right? Because one of the main reasons I have gone with this format is every time we run these ads, there's no pre-rolls on the stream for a limited amount of time so that's why we unfortunately had to change it up to this um but yeah we should be back from the ad break right about nowish um burger burger gyro, burger gyro burger heroes sorry there we go burger heroes and uh squidly let me know when you guys are back you guys should be back now so just let me know uh and then we'll keep going um there we go. You were back. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Uh, sorry about the ads. Uh, blame Twitch. Now, what What was I saying? Yes. Uh, so we saw that the Spanish commentary lineup for CEO has not been paid by Panda for their commentary. Now, could this be a situation where there was miscommunication? They thought they were getting paid, but Panda never promised it. I went as far as DMing one of those people. Uh, And I'm not going to share their name just because I don't want them to, like, get any backlash or anything. Uh, They don't deserve that. Um, But I DM'd one of those people, and I got a reply, and they were able to confirm. And here's the the reply. I asked, in no uncertain terms, did Panda offer you money and then just not pay it? This was their reply. We'll skip the introductory paragraph at the top. Uh, But about the Panda situation... I can confirm I was offered a flat rate for each commentary block I signed up for for the CEO broadcast. Things were handled by a local organizer, and I had no direct communication with Panda. So they were promised money when they signed up, and Panda did not fulfill their part of the bargain. Right? Uh, This person also uh, directed me over to Toon Laguna, who was another commentator and who also worked on more things in uh, the panda cup and here is the public tweet that they said and this is in Spanish so uh, this essentially says let me here we go taking advantage of this of this announcement he's saying that Panda Global owes me money for uh, translations since July then he goes on to say that the translations for panda is another um is another uh is another topic but the translations he's talking about are part of the start or are on the start GG for panda cup and he asks himself if he will ever see this money back in a follow-up tweet, which is very important. He says, subsequently, Panda never paid me for the CEO broadcast in Spanish. And then he goes on to say that the casters were not paid. So, you can go to Atulanguna and click the Translate Tweet uh, button to get the exact wording from Google Translate. This is what I know of Spanish. Um, but, aside from all of this bullshit that Alan Bonet is pulling, right, with sabotaging the FGC and kind of, like, threatening to end an entire scene, this is also proving that Panda Global is also not trustworthy, right? They are promising people money and not paying them. And, look, I'm going to say this and... I don't think there's any, anything like this involved, but it really rubs me the wrong way that I've only heard from the Spanish-speaking uh, services that they employed, who are all from Mexico, by the way, and I double-checked this. Uh, all of those people that you saw, uh, all of those people that did commentary, the Toon Laguna guy who did translating, which, by the way, translating, I have to do it, and it sucks. It's difficult. And the fact that this dude did all this translating and did not get paid is a a crime. Like, literally. Um, So the fact that I'm hearing just from people from Mexico that they haven't been paid is a little bit worrying to me. And I'd like to believe that there's nothing xenophobic happening, and I don't think there is, right? But I'd be lying to you if, you know, me having experienced uh, xenophobia, because as you know, I am I was born in Brazil, moved to Pennsylvania, very xenophobic and shitty area. So I've experienced some xenophobia. So like my Latino xenophobic senses were kind of tingling. Right. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Um, I also saw somebody was talking that Mike Saftig, who also from Mexico, won one of the panda tournaments and still hasn't been paid. I was not able to verify that, so I'm not 100% sure, but it's very worrying that people from Mexico who are employed by panda have not been paid. Right? That's a very specific spider sense to have. Yeah, you, you get it when you, you know, suffer at the hands of shitty white people. So, if... And like I said, I don't think this is a specifically xenophobic thing thing, but if it is, then I don't think I even need to finish I don't think I even need to finish this train of thought for you to see where I'm going with this, right? But the xenophobic stuff aside, like I said, I don't think there's anything going on, but I'd be lying if I if it didn't if I told you it didn't cross my mind. Aside from this, if Panda is willing to employ people, contract people to do commentary, to do translations, uh, to do anything, and not pay them, they obviously can't be trusted, right? And seeing as they're trying to be the sole uh, smash tournament organizer, how the hell can we trust them to even run this shit? How the hell can we trust them to pay people the $100,000 prize pool, right? Maybe they should have spent less money contracting uh, Wolfgang Puck. Is Wolfgang Puck going to get paid? Maybe they should have really spent less money on getting, you know, Wolfgang Puck for the $400 VIP plus ticket and spent that more on the players or more on the people that they're trying to employ, Right. So, that is a whole, another, like, sack of potatoes that I kind of ran into, and Twisted is saying, scratching me the wrong way hearing this, me too. Like, after I heard this, first of all, hearing that people haven't been paid is already bad enough, but seeing that it's starting to become a trend, and like I said, I'm not accusing them of of anything, if they want to prove me wrong, then please, Panda, tell me about other people you have not paid. (laughs) Please, do it. Um... Yeah, like, this is bad. This is shitty. The fact that you're promising money and not following up on that promise is a crime. They're they're literally stealing services. And then Alan says that he's trying to do right by the community. So, recapping this whole thing. Dude, Panda's extortion, and sabotage, and backstabbing. The Smash World Tour, which was run by the people over at VG Bootcamp, uh, was uh, being broadcasted by Beyond the Summit. The people who have been with the Smash scene for so, so much longer than Panda Cup or Alan Benet have been, right? Uh, He has completely ended the tournament that was A... Super successful this year, right? Like, we we saw the numbers. 6,400 live events. Over 325,000 in-person players. The largest eSports tour in history. And Panda says, hey, I want to run something. And, you know... Being greedy and being shitty, completely sabotaging this other tour, has now fractured the Smash scene, damaged his own tournament, right? Like, again, I find it very difficult to... uh, And look, at the end of the day here, I don't blame the players that do wind up going to Panda Cup, because, hey, get that bag, right? Make Panda pay... Make sure they pay you the entire money that you win. Double-check that shit, because clearly... They can't handle that shit either. So I don't blame the players for going. But I think it's very, very difficult to find people who are still willing to go. Because Panda has essentially completely fucked up the smash scene. And by Panda, I mean Alan Alan Benet, Right? Um, So not only in the sense of not paying people, but also in the sense of sabotaging and backstabbing the entire community. So, like, all of this, like, it really did make me very upset hearing this and then doing the research about it. Um, this is very, very shitty. And look, again, uh, if you go to Bobby Scar's uh, stream or YouTube video, he talks about, like, ways of moving forward. And ultimately, the smash scene has uh, dealt with a lot of this before and they still have thrived. So I don't think the smash scene is over. By any stretch of the imagination, people just want to play Melee. And that's perfectly fine. It's a video game that's fun that people have been playing for, what, 21 years at this point. Um, So Bobby Scar has a lot of solutions for the Smash scene moving forward uh, that I totally agreed with. He even talked about uh, making turning tournaments that were shut down into protests, right? like People will still go play the game, not stream the games, but still play the tournament and have fun and stream something else, like talking about the community, the growth, etc., 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 to keep uh, the Smash vibe alive. But I think it really sucks that the greed and the bullshittery of Alan Bonet, who has like completely ruined an entire scene in the FGC. And mind you, this is the scene that has had to work the hardest to keep their game alive. And is also the scene that has thrived the most out of any other scene in the FGC in keeping their game alive. And yet he's willing to like completely put a knife to the throat of this community. Ruin the community by going over to Daddy Nintendo and putting the entire scene at risk. So, not only is this bad, but the people he's doing to are absolutely the people who do not deserve it, right? So... Moving forward, in order, and this is my opinion, and I hope other people share this opinion with me, moving forward, in order for Panda Global to still be a viable organization in the FGC, Alan Bonet must, has to step down as CEO of Panda Global and recuse himself from anything else involving the FGC moving forward. No more. His actions have actively and irreparably damaged the FGC, specifically the smash scene. And if he's willing to do it to the smash scene, he's willing to do it to any other scene. His sabotage, willingness to put the entire scene, especially a scene that has worked so hard, much harder than any other scene in the FGC, to stay alive and have thrived in jeopardy for this bullshit is absolutely unacceptable. I believe Alan Bonet has earned himself a permanent exile from the FGC from our community because quite frankly, I do not want to share a community with somebody who is so easily uh, able to or who is so easily w- willing to ruin something for everybody for no reason, and like I said, if he's doing it to the smash scene. 100% he's, he's going to be willing and able to do it to other scenes in the FGC as well. So we cannot have him around. The amount of people in and around our scene that he has tried to fuck over because of all of this. Not even to mention all of the people that he probably has fucked over that we don't even know about. Is unacceptable behavior. That seems to be echoed by other players who represent Panda Global. You know, we talked earlier about Punk and his tweeting habits. And this is something that cannot be tolerated in our community. It should not be representative of our community. And the sooner we get this out of our community, the sooner the community can begin to heal and the sooner we can go back to progressing things forward again. Panda Global is made up of some of the most amazing people in the FGC who had absolutely no idea this was going on, who have absolutely been propping the FGC up instead of trying to tear it down, Again, I name people like St. Cola, Justin Wong, Katana Prime, Giuna, Kizzy K, countless others. Even people who uh, aren't streamers or players, like people who work as staff, right? Like they have a ton of tournament organizers that they employ who are completely hurting from this. Do not deserve that kind of hurt. And I absolutely hate saying this because it goes against their best interests but if alan does not step away from panda global we need to do our best to avoid anything and everything to do with that organization moving forward because the actions of alan and again he's the ceo so the buck stops with him i believe should not be tolerated and should Barnon be exiled excommunicated taken away from our scene so that we no longer have to deal with any of his bullshit ever again. That's where I'm at. So, I don't wish anybody at Panda any ill will or anything. We talked about it earlier. It seems like Alan was the sole, if not one of very few bad actors in this entire thing. And we need to have this cancer removed from our scene sooner rather than later before it spreads you feel me we're too small of a scene to be dealing with this we're too small of a scene in the great grand scheme of things to even be thinking about anything that he's trying to think about and is just becoming completely greedy it's it's a it's an act of greed at this point and it's irreparably damaged our scene so alan the only resolution to this is you stepping away so I really hope we never see your name in our community ever again. Those are my thoughts on it. That's where I'm at with it. And again, through this horror deal, Alan was only one cog in the giant machine that caused this shit fuckery. So Nintendo is not free of blame. And again, um, I. I am not someone who is heavily involved with the smash scene, uh, but I am someone who follows the smash scene. And while I don't know the scene as well, again, I did watch Bobby Scar's talk on Twitch, which I believe he posted to YouTube. He has a much better handle on like how to move things along, how to get out of the trouble that Alan Benet has put us in. So I suggest... You go over there and watch that in addition to listening to all these ramblings. So I apologize for rambling. I apologize for kind of like taking a soapbox stance on this. But this really did upset me. This is something that's extremely shitty. And, you know, seeing the performative tweets of, oh, I'm going to do right by the community is extremely distressing. Especially, you know, with the smash scene who has gone through so much adversity already at the hands of Nintendo to then have Nintendo sicked on him like a dog by Alan, who is a extremely shitty person. So, if Alan does not leave Panda Global, I think that should be the end of us in the FTC being involved with Panda Global. And again, I hate saying this, I hate saying this because there are people who are employed by Panda, people who are supported by Panda, um, sponsored by Panda, who I absolutely love, right? Like we've had St. Cola on the show. Like I I can never get enough of that guy. I think he's hilarious and I think he's amazing. Uh, We've had Jay Wong on the show. Jay Wong, I've done an interview with Jay Wong that's currently saved in a hard drive that I'm waiting to edit to like turn into a segment here. Uh, We've, I've been in talks with Jiuna loosely about having him on the show in one way, shape, or form. Uh, Katana Prime is most likely... Like, he was on the show talking about Rumbleverse, and he's an amazing person, right? Like, he, you know, he won the pizzas. Um, Kizzy K is someone I super enjoy watching play. So, I, I have absolutely no ill will towards any of them. But... The buck stops with Alan. And if he's not gone, then... I don't think the organization should be here in our community. So that's what I have to say about that. Again, I apologize that this was so long, but here we are. Now, in order to... uh, uh, In order to... End the show in not such a downer, right? There's a part of me that wanted to end the show with that. That being the end, like not even doing a sign out, just saying, fuck you, Alan, get out of the FTC in order to kind of like give us a little bit more of an upbeat uh, into our episode. Remember how I said about how I talked about that, uh that Killer Instinct countdown? Well, hey, guess what? We got four minutes left and I should not have turned off my, uh, remote here. Uh, so let's hang out for four minutes. Um, and while the four minutes do go on, uh, I just want to remind everybody if you're new here, hi, my name is Elon. This is best of five. We are a weekly FGC talk show, uh, going over FGC news along with, uh, Tournament results, all other shenanigans. Um, here is also ND one zero three. Thank you so much, ND one zero three, for subscribing for fifty nine months in a row. Man, you guys are you guys are the best, dude. Like been with us for so goddamn long. Oh, shiggy shank, what are you doing? What are you doing? Thank you, shiggy shank, for the big five gifted subs um boy that's gonna be going for a while isn't it um so everybody that got a gift sub from shady shang please give him a thank you <laughs> dude, why are you apologizing don't apologize for doing nice things man it means a lot it genuinely does mean a lot um you look at copies i keep i, I always like this guy look at him. he's so happy but yeah, uh, Pathos, Q-Ball, Ten of Clubs, Tagmanic, Tagman Inc, Tagman Inc, and uh, Money Green. Uh, congrats on your gifted subs. Now you no longer have to sit through ads. You did it. You did it. Um, okay. I think uh, I think it's time. Let me set this up here for us because it's about to go down. It is about to go down. Uh there we go. And let's see what the hell this is all about, shall we? We got two minutes left. But man, um dude, I, I gen like I genuinely like did not get a lot of sleep after reading that shit from Smash World Tour. And dude, like I think it's been so nice to see the FGC come around to support the people over at VG Bootcamp and the people over at Beyond the Summit. Um, I think uh, streamer Ludwig also uh, announced that he was doing something nice. And th- and you know what? That's another thing too. A point that he brought up, uh, Ludwig. For those of you that don't don't know Ludwig, he is a very very large content creator on YouTube who started in the smash scene. Um he was wanting to run smash events and now that idea is in jeopardy, right? So this whole thing fucking sucks, man. Um I hate it. I really do. And the fact that we had someone who was so ingrained in the FGC just kind of fuck it up for everybody, man. It really fucking pisses me off. Like that I think that's legit like the worst thing in life is suffering consequences for somebody else's actions, and it's exactly what's fucking happening Anyway, die by sword 61 months you're older than five years God damn Thank you everybody for the big support. I appreciate it. We got 40 seconds left on this bitch You guys ready to see what's coming up for killer instinct? Probably a remake You guys want to place a pizza bet pizza bet in 30 seconds Go. Uh, who doesn't think it's going to be a KI, KI1 remake or remaster? Does anybody not think it's going to be a KI1 remaster? I'll put a pizza on it. You know what? If it's not a KI1 remaster, I'll, I'll give away a pizza. Not today, but next week. Olsen doesn't think... Olsen, pizza bet. It's on. KI pinball machine? Mobile game? Dude, if it's NFTs, I'm just going to end the stream. If it's KI NFTs, I'm leaving. There it is! We did it! (laughs) Happy New Year! (laughs) Yay! Yet another arcade one up? Uh, Squidly, I think they already have a... Oh, unless maybe it's like a KI2. Let me reload the page. Huh. Oh! Did the website die? I think the website died. It got Taylor Swifted? What does that mean? I have ascended. We have all... Don't go towards the light. Don't go towards the light. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God damn it, Olsen. <laughs> it got Alan. Oh, no. It's too soon, Burger Heroes. They confirmed ki <laughs> Oh, I'm going to try reloading this one more time. Okay, so Blue sent us a link to Code Mystics here. Let me see. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, it oh it went up. Okay, what does it say? Uh, Killer Instinct Arcade 1-Up Spectating Open Beta. Interesting. Wait, can I really not manipulate the website this way? um so while arcade one up is working tirelessly on their current round of products our team here at code mystics has dedicated the last couple of months of our evenings and weekends to adding new features that both you and the community we have been longing to see with the help of some closed testing with select members of the community we are now ready to share introducing ki spectating and now and more beta Though Arcade One-Ups team is fully occupied with their current and upcoming products, we've gotten their permission to release our labor of love to the community as an open beta. People who opt into the beta will have access to these new features, and you can opt out at any time. People in the beta can still play against people not in the beta too, but not all features may be available. This beta is currently being offered by Code Mystics. So we kindly ask that you direct all issues in their forums, blah, 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 blah. So without further ado, please enjoy. Enjoy the instructions. Let's enjoy these instructions, shall we? So. You can join the beta. Enjoy your gaming. Did they have a list of. Oh, here we go. Is this a list of the stuff? Um, once you've joined the beta and installed the update, uh, what? Damn it, dude, I can't see nothing. Okay. Uh, match stats. Cool. Uh, winner kick privilege. Neat. Is it only on the one-up machines? I'm assuming it's on the one-up machines, yeah. Spectating cool uh queuing to play next I didn't even know the ki machine had online so this is pretty cool I don't think this deserved a countdown I mean it's important right ki2 um cool oh wait I even man I even added this on here so we could wait and I forgot about it I was so pissed off about the panda stuff Anyway. um Best countdown ever... Look. Here, here's the thing, right? You can be happy or upset with this uh, announcement. I, it doesn't affect me any because I don't have an Arcade 1-Up cab. But. I do want to thank Code Mystics. Because. Finally. Finally. A company decides to announce something that ends while we're on air. Everybody either announces... Everybody announces shit like an hour after we go on air. Code Mystics decided to put a countdown to exactly when this went live. Or exactly when... Hold on. I'm getting so passionate about this, I'm messing up my words. Code Mystics decided to make a countdown that ends at the exact time... Time that we would be wrapping up the show which is perfect for us to enjoy with everybody here code mystics is now my favorite company how do we send them money so you could be disappointed on live look i don't think this is disappointing right more stuff for like i said more stuff is never bad stuff that doesn't pertain to us I don't think it's bad. You could be disappointed or you could be happy for the people that get to enjoy all this stuff, right? And it's all about the journey, not the uh, not the destination, right? You you remember when you got excited when you saw that countdown? I sure was. Um, before we sign off, Olsen, you can probably end the episode there. Uh, When you're editing. But before we sign off. I wanted to ask. During the show. There we go. During the show. I added some background music. Right. Like when we were talking about Street Fighter 6. I had some Street Fighter 6 music playing. When we were talking about Tekken. I had some Tekken music playing. I wasn't going to add music to the Smash stuff. Because that shit was serious. So I wasn't about to put anything on there when we were talking about killer instinct this was supposed to be playing but i forgot to put it on do you guys enjoy the podcast more with this music i feel like it gives it a little bit something something right because i'm only one person right i can't i can't be like you know talking 24 7 right I need I need to take bricks need to drink out of my nukes um I think that the, my, my nukes ovarian cancer research Alliance cup uh my browser crashed when you mentioned be happy for the people who like the announcement a little softer maybe I think, this, I think this is, like, the loudest thing we have. Um, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. Uh, because I think, you know, I, I'm trying to find... You should sing, be the first musical fighting game podcast? I'll tell you what, Die by Sword. Street Fighter 6 beta number 2? You and I... We'll play some more extreme battle, and then the loser sings karaoke on stream. How's that? Huh? Um. Also, yeah, by the way, I, I think I told you guys, next week is the Game Awards on Thursday. What time is the Game Awards at? Did, did they give us a time? It's about to throw to sing karaoke on stream. Dude, if I could sing karaoke. What's that, 7 Central? Okay. So, yeah, it's probably gonna... Yeah, we're, it's 6.30 pre-show. Okay. Who's really the one being punished in that case? Uh. Well, look, at the end of the day, it won't be me singing. And I think we could all enjoy... Other people singing. Um, I think it can be fun. Uh, what was I going to say? Yes. I took off of work next week. So we will be streaming the entire Game Awards. I don't think we'll be able to have a normal show. Because I think the Game Awards is going up until like 10 o'clock central. So we'll be streaming the entire Game Awards. Uh, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, sick. So, we have the Game Awards next week, so I don't think we're going to be able to have a normal show. And then the week after that is Street Fighter Six beta. But, yeah, um, definitely looking forward to the Tekken announcement. I'm definitely looking forward to... Maybe a Street Fighter Six announcement? I don't know. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I think all this said. The Mortal Kombat announcement? That by sword, we talked about it up at the... Okay, you know what? Here, let's do this. Um, Also, by the way, I guess I owe owe you guys pizza, so next week we'll be doing pizza. Tekken8 announcing Terry Bogard? That would be funny. Now, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Since I owe somebody pizza in the chat... Um, we'll have we'll have some pizza bets for the game awards and after the game awards we'll pay out all the pizza bets we'll do like a pizza giveaway or something and then Street Fighter 6 beta which I also took off of work for on the 16th so we'll be on all day again definitely gonna crack out like I did last time it was great alright well Ladies and gents, uh, chat. Anything else? Was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about that we missed? DJ remix with Christmas songs. Oh boy. FGC is broke. Factor opinion. Opinion. I think. Well both. Yeah, Burger Burger said it. Both. I think the demographic for the FGC being as diverse as it is, we do see a lot more people with different financial backgrounds than other esports. So, Speak for yourselves. Die by yeah, die by sword is like the golden angel over here. Uh what I think is the case is the tweet that brought all this up specifically mentioned about FGC supporting their content creators. Right. So like subscribing to their twitch channels or anything like that at the end of the day we're all adults so we choose how to spend our money how we do because we're adults and if that means we're not willing to pay dollars for a subscription that's perfectly fine like I said man like it would be great if we had like a thousand people here who subscribed right but at the end of the day yeah we got real builders to pay exactly we can keep dissing the nutsy nutsies Can we keep dissing the Nazis what oh sorry I just understood uh, and yeah, man, that that whole con, uh, the whole yay thing has also been like weighing heavy on my mind. I'm not going to lie as a Jewish person. Ooh. Um. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, look, I, I don't, I don't do this for the money. Right. I'm here because I enjoy doing this and I'm going to keep doing this until I stop enjoying it. And if we can get to a point where we can start spending money on travel to go to places to cover more tournaments on location, I'll do it, man. That stuff was fun. Oh, actually, that completely reminds me. Uh, For those of you that live here in Austin, Texas, Arcade UFO is opening their new location, and it's right up the street from me. So I think what I'm gonna do is since it's so close to my to me, I might be able to take my mobile streaming setup and we'll be able to stream from arcade UFO. Like maybe we'll do like a weeknight over there or like a, a locals night over there or something. Uh, I'm talking to I'm talking to a couple people. I'm gonna reach out to a couple people over at Arcade UFO to see if we can possibly do that. Cause I think that'd be hella fun. The Fubarduck arcade? Yeah, so Fubarduck moved to I think he's in Japan now. Uh, so he sold Arcade UFO. The people who took over Arcade UFO are like the hunger, the hungry youth, right? Um, yeah, man, Fubar Duck had like a full has like a full time job, and he was trying to run the arcade on top of it. It was rough. So, not because of Fubar Duck, it was just too much, right? Um, so the new the new ownership is like has been like actively improving the arcade. They just got this new location in a much better. in a different part of town uh that's more central to a lot of other things uh it's literally like less than a mile from my place no i'm sorry it's probably one mile from my place um and they open up on saturday the third is their first day so i'm gonna go over there and check out the place um see a couple people i haven't seen since before the pandemic play some games you know um so hopefully we'll be able to do some streams from there it'd be really cool to do it um Especially because I think uh, you know we all talk about like supporting your locals and all that other stuff so I'm someone that has said that but I haven't been to a local since 2018 so time to put up or shut up let's go support our locals you know all right I'm gonna hit the sack Shiggy shank we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it too um, is there anybody on that we can raid there we go I set up the raid Thank you everybody for joining the stream. Uh, you guys being here means a lot to me. Thank you for being here, especially on the day where like this subject is difficult, right? This is not an easy thing to talk about. What if your locals only play Smash, dude? Bobby Bobby Scar said this. Show up and still play. What is a cop gonna come and take your CRTs away? I don't think so. Just don't stream it. All right, everybody. That's it for me. Thank you. And I'll catch you guys very, very soon. Peace out.